Welcome to episode 10 of the Do Business Podcast with myself, Lee Johnston, and sponsored by United SEO, the UAE's largest digital marketing agency. So we've got another great guest on the show today. We have Lisa Hugo. Lisa has been a singer, songwriter, performer, and entertainer. She's now a business owner and executive voice coach to singers and speakers all around Dubai and the UAE and across the world as well. So Lisa has been in Dubai for 12 years now since September 2007, moved over here really down to her husband's job from Belgium. Uh, originally, she's from Australia, but moved from Belgium to Dubai. When she came over initially, as she'll explain, um, she was kind of very focused on, on her family um, and you know, then eventually started to, to move into to look into really um, start her career again in this area and continue to build on that and then has recently moved into the, the, the world of, of owning her own business and, and, and created very good success in that sense already in quite a short space of time. So it was really, really good to, to, to chat with Lisa. Um, we actually met again at a, a networking event and, and kind of um, it was through her husband um, who, who I'd met previously and introduced me to Lisa and yeah, we're really keen to get her on and, and, and share her experience and, and, and her expertise as well because it's something that um, I found quite fascinating, quite interesting. It's not necessarily um, what I first thought in terms of being a voice coach. I very much thought it was more, more for, for singers, but actually it seems that there's a big, big opportunity for um, professional corporate, you know, anybody that's looking to have success within their job and within their business. So without further ado, this is episode 10 of the Do Business Podcast with Lisa Hugo, and I'm sure you will enjoy. Three, two, one, and we are live. Lisa, good morning. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. Really looking forward to chatting to you a little bit more, finding out more about your journey so far in Dubai and, and understanding exactly what, you, what it is that you're doing now. Uh, I've got some idea, but it's a very interesting field, I, I believe. So um, let's take it back to the start. How long have you been in Dubai and what brought you over here? It's pretty much exactly 12 years wow, since I okay. first landed in Dubai, September of 2007. Wow, okay. So has, has that time gone quick? Flown Ooh, by? I guess it's had its moments when you feel it's a long time yes. and it's, it's moments when I think back now it's pretty amazing yeah. to think it's 12 years. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and what was it that brought you over here then? Was that uh, a job? It was Family. my husband okay. got an opportunity to come here. It was here. his fault, was it? It was his fault. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> blame him. <laughs> but it was, I, I'd say it's been overall a fantastic experience yeah. being in Dubai. Yeah. yeah. So when that was, um, I guess it was a discussion, I'm sure, when it, it came about, was that something that you were very keen, keen on initially? Did you have any reservations particularly about moving out here? I think we were quite excited. Yeah. At the time, we were at a point in our lives where we were open to lots of new opportunities. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. We were a young newly married couple of yeah. like, well I would still say newly married we've been married <laughs> a few years but we had a, a, a one-year-old okay, at the time okay. and at the time then by the time we moved here I was then pregnant with our second daughter wow, okay. and and we did come for a look-see trip yeah. for yeah. one weekend 
I had a okay, short weekend. Very yeah, yeah very action-filled yeah. weekend yeah, was, where we yeah. drove around and we looked at properties and we met with real estate okay. agents and we really took in the city from as much as many aspects as yeah. we could and and got a feel for it and the the climate okay. it was the end of June it was quite shocking yeah. we walked out of the, the the hotel doors I remember at one o'clock in the morning and we just got hit with this humidity oh, and yeah, and it was like still you. 38 degrees and coming from Europe this was just unbelievable <laughs> for us and uh, yeah it was it was quite quite but an experience but we still decided to move it didn't here. put you off <laughs> yeah you still off. so we when you when you got here you had a, a very busy weekend did, was it, it it was straight away you kind of felt that this was the right thing to do you, you were very keen from, yeah. from when you came over we're quite I think we were quite excited yeah. about you know this new change and, yeah. and a different lifestyle yeah. and for me also this was a step closer to Australia okay, okay. because we were living at the time in Belgium yeah, okay. and I'd been a living a long way away from Australia yeah. for many many years okay, okay. and so that to me was going to be a, a little step closer mm -hmm. to be able to make trips home to oh, see my okay. family okay. and so Australia is home Australia is where I grew up, okay. and I'm Australian. Okay. Yes. Excellent, right. And Whereabouts? Melbourne. From? Okay, wow. Okay. Mm. So you were over in, in Europe, in, in Belgium, now out here and a little yeah, bit closer I left, to home. I left Australia in 1996 okay. to, uh, to pursue my career yeah. over there. Yeah. yeah. Wow, okay. Amazing. So when you, you came out here, um, you eventually made the move with your husband, with your one-year-old. Another, Another baby one. on the way. Mm -hmm. Wow, what yes. a time to move. Um, so I guess you were initially focused on, on, on family, on family life. Did you soon start and kind of continue with the career after that? Or how did that Yeah, I guess that very first year in Dubai was very fixed and focused on yeah, just getting be. established yeah. in the city, finding yeah. your feet, getting to know the, the routines of what's yeah. it like here. Um, just getting, I guess, getting getting into the whole system of first of all getting the visas yeah. and getting your your house established and nursery for the kids or yeah and 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 just being in that pregnancy yeah. as well and yeah, having a baby you know yeah. so that was my first yeah. first year so there's a lot to do at the yeah. start yes yeah. exactly and then once once joanna was born uh in april of 2008 mm -hmm. that was um, then I soon needed to to do something for myself again, <laughs> yes. and and because my background was in as a singer yeah. and a performer, I then that was the first thing I did was I started to get out and see okay. what could I do performance wise, yeah. what opportunities are there for me here, okay. and there weren't a lot. Right, it was a very quiet okay. city from the perspective of you know, oh, really? from a performance yeah. perspective. And the first thing I thought was, well, okay, there's the jazz festival. Yeah. So I approached the organizers of the jazz festival okay. and and had a meeting with them and, and showcased everything that yeah. I'd done around the world. And that was the first gig I got wow. in Dubai was the Dubai International Jazz Festival. Okay. And they flew in all my musicians from overseas. Amazing. And that was a really great experience. Yeah, it wasn't a bad start then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you were this so singer songwriter previously currently is that the kind of 
how, how would you how would you, you you put it out as to what you'd been doing previously as before you, you got to where you're at now exactly yeah. uh, singer songwriter okay. and I think all all through my career I've also been a voice coach okay. along the way yeah. because you know when I've been established in a city for any length of time yeah. I've always supplemented my income with coaching I see. okay not just because I needed the income but because it's a passion of yeah. mine I love to to pass my knowledge and my experience yeah. on to others and help people to find the okay. passion in their own their their full potential in yeah. their voices as well and most of the time it was always with singers okay so I was developing singers voices yes. it wasn't really until I really established my business here in Dubai that I started getting a lot of inquiries and a lot of okay. interest to develop speaking voices right yeah and that's where I've grown this side of the business yeah. here well, that's really interesting because actually I think that was one of the, the kind of the questions I had because I think when personally when I see you know a voice coach and I don't know whether I'm the only one you will probably automatically think for singers do you, is that a, a common maybe misconception would you say with a lot of people that it's, it's more for singers as opposed to business people corporate you know people who are who are presenting and, and so on I think it's changing yeah I agree yeah I, I think judging by the inquiries that I get mm. now perhaps also because of the way I market myself yeah. now uh, the majority of inquiries that I get are more business related okay. on a daily basis yeah. but I am marketing more in that direction yeah now. of course mm. so how did it kind of go from there then so you, you came here started jazz festival amazing then, probably star and then I realized there wasn't a lot of opportunity to go out and perform I didn't okay. want to become a um, a resident singer yeah in in a at a brunch or yeah. in a bar yeah, that yeah. wasn't really the direction I I've I'd done enough of that throughout my career to establish myself to where I was yeah. and and I didn't really feel that that's where I needed okay. to be at this point in my career and 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 because I always had the passion for for the coaching side of yeah. it I, and be, being a mum and not wanting to go out and you know do the late nights or be on tour yeah, anymore which I'd done enough of as well mm. I made that decision that okay if I'm going to do something then then I can establish a coaching business yeah. and I can do it part-time. Okay. I can do it to my own hours and I can still yeah. have that perfect balance between family life mm -hmm. and and doing something for myself and yes. and uh, and helping other people yeah, at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So how long was it before, uh, so 11 years before you kind of set up and, and got going on, on your own? Was it quite quickly or did it take some... I guess you know you start off with just taking a few people yes, on, yeah. you know, and then you realize okay, I need to do this officially, mm -hmm. and then I established a free zone company. Okay, and I ran a free zone company for six years, yeah. and then it was only last year that I realized I need to make a change, okay. and I actually I was almost forced into making yeah. a change, and uh, I would. Let me take a step back. So I was operating out of a free zone mm -hmm. in Fujera. I think as many people have done the creative yeah. free <laughs> yes. zone. And, and then option. I was using a, a space within Dubai where I was, I was offered like as yeah. a sublease to, to use their space. Mm -hmm. and, and that worked perfectly. Um, I had a great agreement. Yeah. And then they asked me to leave. Okay. And it was almost like I was just being 
forced into making a change right, and forced into making yeah, a, yeah. a new decision. And I know I should have done it earlier. I would have loved to have done it earlier, but yeah. you were just afraid to make that big step yeah, and course. move into the big Dubai arena. Yes. And, and obviously the costs of setting up a business in Dubai were significantly more expensive. Yeah. Then you have to get you know, the the rents in Dubai were more expensive, and so that whole getting my head around making that step and making that leap yeah. were were pretty big. Mm. And but because I was forced into it, I had yeah, no choice. No choice. Yeah. <laughs> and it was the best thing that I ever okay, did brilliant. because it's really changed my business. Yeah. It's uh, you know it's made my business grow hugely in the last twelve months. Yeah. Uh, it's also, you know, pushed me to make bigger decisions and different decisions and market differently yeah. and and take it much more seriously. Yeah. So it went from kind of a, a scary challenge as such to a very positive sort of outcome in terms of exactly. how, it's, how it's gone from mm. there. And you mentioned something there in terms of obviously having a family and kind of the, one of the, the aims and the objectives of going into your own businesses, you know, to be able to manage your, your time and I suppose, you know, have... have be on your terms right how was that perfect balance did it go to plan like that or was it a little bit different i think i managed it very well okay. while i was in a free zone yes <laughs> <laughs> and while while it wasn't as important for me to be the main income earner as well so we've mm -hmm. had some changes in our family okay. as well where not only did this decision where i uh, I was forced into this decision where I had to had to move out of the office and yeah. change the business. But at that particular point in time, I also have become more of the main income okay. owner in the okay. family. And so up until then, I was able to balance my time yeah. a lot easier because my income was more of a supplementary I income see. in the family. Yeah. Now that has changed and my income is yeah. the major income yeah. in the family. And so I don't have a lot of balance yes. <laughs> unfortunately but I'm I'm doing a lot of I think when you're first setting up a business or mm. you first you first changing or growing and you have a whole new goal yeah. you have new objectives and then it is tough in that first Definitely. year Definitely. and you have to make sacrifices yeah. and but if you plan well and you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and you put new objectives into place and then hopefully the object the yeah. idea is then things will settle down yeah. and you can then you can uh, manage your time better yeah and and that's my that's where I'm at at the moment yeah. is I'm putting a lot of new things into into planning yeah and trying to cut down on my hours with the new things that I'm setting into course okay. for the next year okay and also taking on some people to take over some responsibilities okay. Okay, for me which will yeah. hopefully help out in the future yeah, and and at the same time less hours but yeah still uh, hopefully continue to grow yeah. as a business yeah so was that i mean obviously there's probably a lot of people again maybe in a similar position you know they've got a family and, and, and it's always maybe a bit of a goal isn't it and it's about the time you know the reason you kind of go in into business mm. And then you get into it and you realise actually it takes a real lot of yeah. effort and work and, 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 and time. Was that one of the, the biggest challenges you'd, you'd say so far in, the, in, in, in running your own business in terms of the, the managing and, and change of that time? Uh, I'd say time and also being a, managing everything yourself, being mm. able to... Um, being able to delegate. Yes. I'm not very good as a solopreneur <laughs> to... 
to be able to say, uh, somebody else can do this better. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have this sensation that I'm the only person that can do this. Yeah. I'm the only person that can do this. <laughs> or, you know, I may as well just do it myself. Because yeah. by the time I explain it to somebody else... You could have done it. I could have done it all myself. <laughs> and I'm starting... I'm, you know, it's a whole learning curve. And mm-hmm. you, you learn as you go along. And I'm learning now that, yeah. you know, that's not the best way. And even if you can do it better or faster yourself I've got this system at the moment I've, I'm t- I've taken somebody else on but okay. if I can do it better myself or faster or mm-hmm. just this one time I video it myself yeah. and then I say okay now you do it okay. next time okay. that's a good and then tip. I don't ever have yeah, to do that task ever yeah. again okay. so okay. I'll do it once this time for the very last yeah. time if it's yeah. one of those tasks that I, don't, I shouldn't be doing this yeah. task video myself doing the task and Very then pass it on to somebody else mm. so that I never have to do that task again. Very good time. And leverage. then because you videoed it, then even if that person that you passed it on to isn't with you in yeah. the future, you've got that video yeah. that you could pass on to, somebody, on to else. somebody else. Like it. That's a very good tip there to share. Mm. So has it kind of evolved from, from kind of um, coaching and, and teaching singers? Was that kind of always the initial process to now develop more as, as well as into the corporate side of things yes yeah. now I'm working a lot with corporate okay so it's almost gone the other way even large companies now um, yeah. I'm going to very large organizations and training wow. senior staff okay. uh, senior management doing not only one-on-one coaching yeah. with their senior management level okay. staff but also I'll be brought in to do uh, two-day workshops mm-hmm. uh, bespoke training whatever yeah. they need but the thing with my coaching is it's all there there are many presentation coaching services out there and what i'm hearing is the one thing which is missing is the voice okay so they do you know all the typical you know the way that you should present and how to engage your audiences and how to use your presentation slides and how not to talk and how to where to talk to and how to use your eye contact or but the one thing that's missing is how can I change the sound of my yeah. voice or how can I improve the way that I sound mm. and that's it might be touched on but not the techniques yeah. that you can really change the sound of your voice mm. and that's my area of expertise yeah. and when you think of it it's very important right that's the, the consistent well, theme in any presentation or or speaking event or communication statistics tell us you know according to a study done back in the 60s yeah. even and but people still talk about this study today that it's you know 33 percent the sound of your voice which you know people will perceive you by yeah. the way that you sound and then it's a whopping 55 percent your physicality okay. you know the way that yeah, you look yeah. your body language and it's only 7% what you say, right. you know, but, wow. you know, people are attracted to the sound of your voice, yeah. you know, or, or not attracted, you mm. can even be put off. Of course, yeah, yeah. So is it, um, in terms of, you know, looking at the, the sort of the corporate, the, the business world, is it, how important is it for business owners or, or, or any, anybody in, you know, particular corporate roles for obviously we've mentioned like speaking events but is it even like the day-to-day communication with your your team and and internally as well as with clients absolutely yeah 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 Yeah. because you know i think 
even even in meetings there you'll have some people who they're just too scared to voice their opinion yes. and or they're either they're they're shy they don't feel their opinions are worthy enough mm -hmm. or they just hold they've got great ideas but they don't speak up yeah and they wait to that last minute, you know, they're going around the table, even introducing yourself. And you know that sensation where, oh, it's my turn to yes. introduce myself, and you start sweating, <laughs> and your heart starts pounding, and you get so nervous mm -hmm. just to say, hi, my name is, and I do this. Yeah. You know, and people are really anxious about yeah, these particular yeah. things. Or recording a voicemail. How many people are afraid to just hit that record button and say, 100%. hi, you yeah. know, and then it's all text these days. And we lose this ability to communicate mm. and use our voices, in, yeah. especially in this whole new digital age. Yeah, and it, it's, a real, it's a real shame. Yeah, because it can help to, to, to even, I guess, build that relationship, right? If you can share a voice note or, or rather than a, a message, you know, so many mm. people do that, we generally do, but if you can drop a, if you're confident enough to do that, that person yeah. starts to, to know who you are, right? And it That's starts right. to, to yeah. build a relationship from there. And then, you know, when people get nervous, they'll either start speaking too fast yes. or they'll close their mouth and speak very close and they'll come up and they're trying to what you're saying. And, you know, that everybody has their own individual challenge yeah. or... or um, strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I help people to build on their strengths, yeah. but also overcome challenges when it comes to the sound of the voice yeah. and being understood, clarity of speech, Definitely. and and also speaking to really sound amazing and use all yeah. the ups and the downs yes. and the voices. And people get stuck in this monitor and I'm really boring now and this is all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how important do you think that is in a diverse place like Dubai. There's so many different nationalities, cultures. Communication at times can be very challenging when you're speaking to clients or, or even internally. See, that I think it's even more important Totally here agree, yeah. Because we have so many different sounds and you know, nationalities mm. and cultures even and and accents, yeah. and even accents amongst English-speaking yes. people. <laughs> we haven't even trouble understanding each other because you've got the Australians and yeah. you've got the Scottish. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and so even there, you have to be extremely um, clear in mm -hmm. the way that you're speaking. You might have to soften your own accent yeah. to, to be more easily understood. Yeah, definitely. It's so interesting. I mean, I'm just thinking in, in, our, in our team, we've got... English, Scottish, Welsh, Pakistan, <laughs> Egyptian, and sometimes trying to communicate, you can imagine, mm. <laughs> you can ask a question and you get a totally different answer or you yep. can be repeating. But yeah, so slowing down, speaking at a different pace to what you would normally speak if you're amongst your own yeah. native speakers, being uh, conscious of the fact that not everybody's going to yes. really understand your, your natural, yeah. natural yeah, yeah. pace and, and dialect. And... I guess, you know, this is kind of opening my eyes a little bit as well, but it, it there is an opportunity there for, again, somebody in, in the business world, whether it's just somebody that's in a job or a business owner, high level management, you know, it, it's an opportunity to kind of put yourself in a better place, right? If you're able to communicate better than other people that are in your field and communicate with your clients, it's going to stand you in good stead. It's going to improve your leadership skills. Yeah. It's going to ultimately improve your chances of success yeah, in your career absolutely. as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's the so many people will 
perceive you Definitely. in your skills, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's so many kind of different, I guess, skills that people think, well, I need to learn how to sell, I need to learn how to, to manage, I need to learn how to do this. And maybe, you know, now it seems like it's becoming more, well, actually, I need to learn how to communicate and, and make sure my voice is, is right as well, which is obviously good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so coming out to Dubai, um, Dubai, 11 years ago, I mean, I, I was probably visited here for the, the first time around 11 years back as well. And I remember at the time, you think, wow, it's amazing. Now it's changed a lot in then. It hasn't been. <laughs> yeah. Did you were, you, were you wowed by Dubai 11 years ago? Or has it just, is it now completely a different level? You know, I remember driving on the Shakeside Road. Yeah. And I was thinking, I could never drive here. This is crazy. <laughs> Six lanes. It's even worse now. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that was back then. I, I was thinking, I'd be scared to drive here. And now, you know, it's just second nature. Yeah. You, you, just, you adapt and you get Absolutely. so used to it. But uh, I, I do remember being daunted yeah. by the driving style, the amount of cars back then and the yeah. amount of lanes yeah. on those roads. And that was, that was 12 years ago. Yeah. And, and now seeing how much it's grown and mm. every day you drive down a road here and you think that building wasn't there wasn't the other day. Yeah. It's incredible. It is. It really yeah, is. Yeah. And in terms of, you know, one of the key points uh, with Dubai is, it, you know, having a family here, it's an incredibly safe place. There's a lot to do, a lot to see. Has that kind of been something that maybe has, has also kept you here as well? Would you agree with that for a, a family? Is it a great place to live? Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think it, it, that well, our kids don't even know anything. Else. Yes. So I think until recently, they, if you had mentioned to them, we might move somewhere else. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. They, they would never have even wanted to entertain yeah. the idea. Now they're a little bit older and they've explored a little bit more of the mm -hmm. world. They would be more open if they were put into that, yeah. that situation. But growing up here has been an incredible experience yeah, for them. They, as you say, it's a very safe environment. Yeah. And as parents, you, I think you're extra sheltered. Yes. You feel, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, yeah. especially yeah, now that sides, the kids are going yeah. into their teenage years. I do feel that they are very sheltered. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Yeah. But I worry a little bit as they are going to be going out into the big world that uh, they they won't have enough life experience. Yeah. Potentially once quite streetwise enough in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then again, mine fly our kids fly on their own okay. off to Germany yeah, in the summer good. holidays yeah. and you know they have their experiences just uh, off to see and staying with their Oma and Opa yeah. in Germany. Yeah. And there they they get to just go off on their bikes okay. on the streets and, and live, I guess, a, a normal yes. a normal kid's summer <laughs> for, for a few weeks of the year yeah. where they get that natural freedom to, that, that a normal child yeah, would, would have. And the same in Australia when they're in Australia. Yeah. No, that's good. It's a, it's a good balance. But it, it, it's funny what you say there to kind of have a, a normal life because it probably from anybody listening outside of Dubai, mm. well, what, what do you mean by that? But I would agree. It is a bit of a, it's a different way of living, isn't it? Well, think you know, about, you know, even the you've got to drop your kids at the school gate mm. and you've got to pick them up from the school gate. Yes. And, and even if they're in primary school, you've got to go all the way to yeah. the school door yeah. and their classroom door. Now that they're in high school, it's yes. the school gate. 
you know, when I was in school, I, I got myself to school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had to get the bus, yeah. the train, and you know, <laughs> if I wasn't in school, maybe my parents got a call. But, yeah. you know, it was all very self-sufficient at the age of 12 or 13, yeah, and, uh, and that's certainly not the case yeah. here when you're 12 or 13. No, 100%, but at the same time, growing up within that, as we discussed, the diversity of, of cultures and nationalities and being around that is a great... It's going to be a great yes. kind of start to life, hasn't it? Exactly. They're very open-minded. Yeah. They're very understanding and tolerant of yeah. other cultures and other nationalities and other cuisines. Yeah. 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 So you'd recommend it for families, anybody looking to I, move out here? Definitely, yeah. from that perspective. Yeah, definitely. So looking at, at, at Dubai as, um, as a place to, to, to obviously live, work, grow a business... Do you see the place continuing to, to, to grow as it has and, and therefore be an attractive place to, to run a business? Or are you concerned about the market, let's say, at the moment? I am concerned okay. about the market. Mm -hmm. um, it is a very expensive place to run a business. Yeah. When I think about what it would cost to run a business in another country, yes. I think here with the cost of visas, with the cost of your mm. licenses, it is expensive. But then you do have to take into consideration that you don't have other taxes yeah. here. So you have to balance it out. Definitely. It is, if you are here with a family, mm -hmm. you do have to take into consideration it is incredibly expensive yes. to live here if you do have to, uh, if you do have to put your your kids into schools yeah. and pay school fees and, and take all of that into consideration. Mm -hmm. So it really depends, I guess, on what your situation yeah. is. I know many people keep their families outside yes. Dubai so yeah. that they don't have to yeah. cover the cost of the school fees yeah. and they'll stay here and then fly back and forth. And yeah. if you can manage that, then maybe it is a lot you know, less expensive mm. to keep the business going here and more manageable. Yeah. I guess each to their own. Definitely. And yeah. And yeah. And once a business you know grows, I mean, it is a great region to be in yes. because you're a great hub. You're yeah. depending on the kind of business that you're running as well. Mm -hmm. You know, very central yeah. location, and um, and as we say, we've got a. It's a great place to be to buy. Yeah. It's so many cultures, as we've said. It is very um, cosmopolitan and um, there's so much Dubai has yes, to offer. It's absolutely. a beautiful city, and I love. This city yeah yeah you mentioned it there it's it's a hub right it is you know with the, the location we can as you mentioned at the start australia it's a little bit closer than it was when you were in belgium and, and same for me there's so many places around right that you can mm. you can get to you can travel to whether it's business related or personal travel do you see it as a as an attractive hub going forward for, for people to, to 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 come and work and, and grow a business well i do see that the they are taking every measure to encourage people yeah. to set up businesses yeah. here and they are making it more attractive mm -hmm. and I think also less expensive to yeah. set up for small businesses. So let's hope yeah. you know, that, that it will continue in that direction definitely, for us. Definitely. What would you say, has there been any particular um, challenges about you know, making a move to a, a different country? Obviously, clearly did it, did, done it before in the past. But moving out here to Dubai, has there been anything in particular that sticks out, you know, whether it was work, personal related, that almost made you, you know, look to change the situation? Well, I, I wouldn't go that dramatic, okay. I don't think. I just think if anybody's coming here, they should really be aware in advance of 
you know, all of the intricacies which are necessary in yeah. advance of, you know, what's involved in getting your visas. Mm -hmm. Can you just transfer your driver's license? Do, uh, you know, health insurance, yes. just be in the know yeah, of definitely. what's involved and what are the steps involved in, in getting all of that into place before you get here even, you know, and who's responsible for doing all of this yes. as well. You know, is your company going to do it or do you have to do it? And then who's responsible if you are bringing your family yeah. for handling also the family side of that? Because many people get here and then they find out, well, the company's going to ha not going to take care of my family's mm. uh, visas and they have to do it all themselves. Yeah. And that can be the biggest nightmare yes. to get that happening. Yeah. You know, understanding also that you've got to have your ajari for your properties and things like that. And it changes every year and being in the know for, for what Definitely. the latest uh, regulations yeah, are. Yeah, totally agree. There is there's so many different things, particularly when you start, you've made a big move right from wherever you've come from and then you get here it's like, wow, mm. there's a lot to do. So. But you know, every country that you go to as a foreigner, they're mm. all going to have their own regulations and of their course. own policies. Yeah. And I lived in Germany for many years okay. as a foreigner yeah. <laughs> and I had nightmares there getting my visas yeah. every single, I would say when I first went there, my visas were attached mm -hmm. to every single contract that I had as a singer and my singers oh, initially okay. were only one month long and my contracts were one month. So then my visa was one month. So every single month I had to go back in and get a new visa. Wow. And I remember it being in tears every single yeah, month imagine. because it was a nightmare. So, you know, you think it's bad here sometimes and then you compare it to somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure it's, as I said, every country has their, their own stipulations and yeah, regulations. Yeah. And, you know, if you haven't been through it somewhere else, you've got nothing to compare it to. Yeah, and generally the, the reason that they do this stuff is for the right reasons. You know, it makes sure exactly. that everything's done to, properly. And, and to keep the place safe. Exactly. Yeah, which it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%. Um, as, uh, obviously, again, talked about growing your business and, and, and working here. Um, outside of, of, of working and, and, and running a business, what's what's best about Dubai? I love the climate. Even in the summer? Even, even <laughs> in the summer. Even in the summer. You know you're climatized. Yeah. You know, yeah, at the beginning slowly. you think, oh, well, and everybody wants to escape, but uh, you do get used to it. Yeah. And, you know, I am a summer girl. Okay. Coming yeah. from Australia. Of course, yeah, and, yeah, you've got yeah. a bit of an advantage in uh, Yeah, in I'm, I'm certainly not one who likes the cold yeah. at all. So <laughs> for me, this is probably quite perfect. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's that's one of the, the, the all year round sunshine. Mm -hmm. You wake up in the morning, oh, the yeah. sun's shining. You know? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> and great. So isn't it? it puts you in a good mood and you feel, you know, you, you can, there's, there's no real downers. Yeah, yeah. And then when it does rain, you know, it's great. It's fantastic. You <laughs> You're know, you've out got in the kids street. as well. They yes. absolutely yeah. love it. Oh, it's amazing. Like, you know, they've never seen rain yeah, it is. It's crazy. We have people putting the windows down and you like people are running out into the streets it's, literally it's, like it's they have never seen rain before. Yeah. yeah. And I mean when you come from the UK and you see rain every day, it's but uh, yeah, it's crazy yeah. to see. Yeah. But, uh, what do you like doing outside of work here in Dubai? So based on that weather, mm -hmm. then we are avid boaters, okay. my husband and okay. I, and uh, I that was one that. of the first things that we did when when we arrived here was we said, okay, the weather is perfect, yeah. you know, there's not many countries in the world where you can have a boat and you can use it 365 yeah. days yeah, a year, amazing. and the, we invested in a small 
20 foot okay. uh, ski boat because yeah. I love to water ski wow. and he enjoys fishing right. and from there we've every couple of years we upgraded to something nice. bigger okay. and then uh, we're now on our third boat wow. which is 31 foot oh, okay. um, golf cart walk around which is perfect for him for fishing yeah. and and then I can still water ski behind that Amazing. as well. So right. that's how we enjoy it. And is there a particular weekends. spot that you go to, get well, different places? Yeah, we we have the boat in, in the marina in okay. Omakawin. Okay, yeah. And we ended up moving to live in Omakawin uh, okay. in, uh, so eight years ago. Yeah. So I have a pretty heavy commute back into Dubai Yeah, I was over day. there two weeks back. It's, it's a fair drive, but yeah. yeah I yeah. do it every morning, every yeah. evening. <laughs> but we have a great lifestyle down yeah. there. and nice place we, to live. Yes, it yeah. is, it's, it's nice, it's quiet, mm -hmm. and we have our boat on the water five nice. minutes away, so Very that's nice. how we enjoy it. That's our sort of switch off time yeah. and enjoying the lifestyle yeah. of, of what this country has to offer. Yeah. And is that, is that something that you kind of, I guess, prefer then to be obviously further out but still obviously you can come into into Dubai to the the bright lights let's say and, and, yeah. and get what it's and see what it's got to offer yeah we yeah. do we do exactly yeah and it's great for the kids out there as yeah. well they've got a lot of friends and it's a safe community mm -hmm. and you know you feel they can just go off on their bikes and hang out with their friends and you know they're they're somewhere safe yeah and they'll be home in time for dinner yeah you know? definitely, definitely. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the, the plans now going forward, obviously it sounds like your business is in a really exciting position and very busy and, and, and hectic. I'm which about is, to uh, release a digital course soon, oh, wow, uh, okay. so actually a digital course and, and an app nice. and, okay. and that's very exciting, yeah. that will be hopefully when it's all finished before yeah. the end of this year. Okay, brilliant. So are you, are you mainly working with clients in, in Dubai, in the UAE, is the international stuff as well? I do have yeah. some international okay. clients, yeah. 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 And that's a, a lot of, you can do a lot of stuff on, online and, and, and reach out to exactly. them that way. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. So it's continue expanding, continue pushing and yeah, and, and carry on with it. Sounds like a very exciting time for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, if we talk, just moving on to, again, a little bit more about tips and advice. Is there anything that you, you kind of know now that you wish you'd have known when you first got out here in Dubai that would have helped you even more? Hmm. I think only relating to how expensive it okay. is here, yeah. maybe, <laughs> that you don't end up saving as much as you thought you were yeah. going to save. <laughs> you know, because I think when you come here, you think, oh, a tax-free environment. Yes. Um, you know, we're going to be out of so much money on the side, yeah. and and you don't. Yeah. And what my advice to people would be is to stay true to yourself mm -hmm. and not be influenced by what everybody else has. Yeah. And you know, live within your means. Yeah. And you know, and stick to a budget. Yeah. And you know, and if you have these plans to put money on the side. Mm -hmm. Don't be uh, tempted that, you know, I need to have this car and I need to have this yeah. car and I want to change this car <laughs> in a year. And, you know, just constantly keep up yeah. grading and, and then lose sight of your dreams to, to, you know, to, yeah. to save or whatever your objective and goal was when you came here. Because it is so easy to, mm. to get flat, wrapped up in all the flashiness yes. of what Dubai yeah, has to offer. Yeah. Do you think there's a lot of that in terms of people 
they see what maybe others are perceived to have. Maybe they don't actually have That's, this stuff. I maybe they're borrowing it. That or, too, yeah. And, and then they kind of try and keep up with that and, and follow suit. And like you say, it affects that initial goal of coming here to... To, to, to work out a long-term plan, that, right? That's what I mean, yeah. And as you say, maybe what people, yeah, you say, yeah, perceive to yeah. even have, and you don't even know if they, they're exactly. even able to afford it. So, yeah. so really stay true to yourself yeah. and, um, and your own goals yeah. and, and not be uh, sidetracked yeah. by, by what other people No, definitely, have. I would agree. Is there any particular kind of um, tips or, or words of advice because you've mentioned some good points in terms of the, the financial side and planning before you move out here I mean speaking to a few people there's people that have moved here without actually visiting here which is mm-hmm. interesting but each to their own any particular tips for you know someone that wants to come in whether it's starting a job starting a business is it the same kind of just get in and work hard or is it a little bit different in this region would you say are you referring to if you already have a job or if you're coming here? Yeah, if you're coming here, making the move like I've done recently, like you did a, a little a little while back, um, just coming in, getting stuck into either you know your job and your career or actually coming out to start a, a new business here. Connecting with new people, networking, that type of thing. I think that's always important yeah. to, uh, to connect and network. Yeah. I, you know, these networking groups, that's completely new to me and I wish... Mm. I had been introduced to networking groups much earlier okay, on because okay. when I was running my business from the free zone and yeah. I was doing it all on my own, um, I didn't know anybody else and yes. I was completely by myself. Mm. And if I had that opportunity to, to network with other people yeah. and just know that there are other people out there doing what I'm doing yeah. on their own, I think that would have been a great uh you know, great opportunity Definitely. to just pick other people's brains and and hear from other people. Yeah. How are you getting along? Yeah. And I think that's very important. It's a key tip. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it's, it's even, definitely. Even if you're not an entrepreneur, you're not running yeah. your own business, but if you're in a job, it's still good to meet other people mm. and and just hear their stories. Of course, or you can you can learn so much from other people. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's definitely been a bit of a theme on. On the podcast, really, everybody that's kind of come on has said, particularly here, you know, because you are moving to a new country, the importance of growing a network. Now, there are, of course, different ways to, mm. to do that. We've discussed previously about networking events, and I think that's actually how we, we met at a networking event. Some good, some, you know, not so good. Mm. But ultimately, you know, getting out and meeting people socially, and, and that can really benefit you. Especially, you know, as, as a, if you're let's say you're here as a supportive um you know a supportive uh, parent or yes. somebody supporting yeah. you know, their spouse that it's important that you also get out yeah. and meet in, in you know networking groups or other mums yeah. or um I- into sporting events or yeah. whatever your passion is mm. but go out and do something yeah. and don't just get stuck into your kids or your yeah. you know your own routine because you will regret it yeah and 100%. feel lost yeah. yeah I think that's a good point that you say about kind of a passion because it, when we discuss 
particularly when it's the business world, we discuss networking and it's almost like, okay, I've got to go and find a, a networking event, a, a business group, a networking group. Yeah, it doesn't group. have to be. It doesn't it have to be, be a right? passion. It yeah. could be a sport. Yeah. yeah. And you can get out and you connect with those people and on a level and you don't know where that, that relationship... Still playing tennis, right? Yeah, yeah. trying. Trying, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing. You know, I've met now, you know, through through golf, through tennis, you know, you go out and, and it's something you enjoy. So you, you, yeah. you've got a connection straight away with the, the people, right? And then right. there has been the relationship developed and, and it can turn into, not the goal as such, to turn them into a client or, or business, but it can develop in That's that way. Um, or also building up a support network. Mm-hmm. You know, as you say, if you come here, you've got children, you've got kids, you know, mm-hmm. you want to have that additional support. It's, it's not yes. easy, right? Yeah, so. well, we're separated from our families. Yeah, we're a long exactly. way away. And yeah. And so you miss out on having that babysitters. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Go out and find babysitters as soon as you can. <laughs> There's so much to do. You want to take advantage of it. Um, okay. Um, where can people find you, Lisa? I know. I think I saw you were on the radio recently. Is that correct? Yeah, I've been yeah. on a couple of radio stations okay. the last couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So, as a singer, songwriter, radios, podcast now. Um, social media, uh, can people reach out to you and, and connect? Sure. Are, you, are, you, are you visible? I am visible. Good. I'm on Instagram and okay. Facebook, okay. both with Lisa Hugo Official. Perfect. Uh, my website is www.lisa-hugo.com. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And you just Google Lisa Hugo. You'll find you. You'll find me. Good, good. And um, obviously people can, can reach out, might be something that could be quite interesting, I believe, to a number of, of, of different people, you know, singers and, and certainly a lot of the, the, the people in the business world and, and the corporate world as well. Um, just kind of reach out, have an initial chat and see if there's any particular Absolutely. ways that you might be able to, might be able to Absolutely. help. Absolutely, I'm open to a discussion. Yeah, perfect. Okay, well, no, thank you very much, Lisa. It's been very, uh, very interesting. It's, as I say, it's opened my eyes a little bit more to, to, to what you're doing and, and how it can benefit so many different people. My, you know, initial thing, as I say, was must be singers, but clearly it's, it's also, you know, developing as well. So, yeah, very interesting to hear. And it sounds like you've had a very good time in Dubai so far, but it still seems that there's a lot more to come. So, yeah, yeah I'm wish... very excited for the next year. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for having me on. No, it's been an thank, absolute pleasure. Thank you. And I wish you all the best with it. And, um, yeah, say hello, of course, to your husband, Ingo, a very, very good guy. We've got to give him a mention. I'm sure he would give me some grief if I didn't give him a shout out. So we'll say hello to him. Um, but yeah, thank you very we'll much. We'll have to have him on one day. We will. We'll definitely get him on. Yeah. Great. <laughs> All right. Thanks <laughs> okay. very much, Lisa. Okay. That was episode 10 of the Do Business podcast, sponsored by United SEO. And a big, big thank you, as always, to our guest, which was Lisa Hugo. Lisa was very open, very honest, and really shared a good insight into her journey so far, which stretches back 12 years. So she's certainly seen a lot of changes. She's she's grown from very family-focused now to, all, of course, focusing on the family, but also now growing her own business and, and creating her success for herself as well in that sense. Um Quite a few takeaways. It's really interesting to understand more about what Lisa is doing and how she is helping not only singers and entertainers, but also people in the corporate world in order to improve their their, their, their vocals and, and their communication, um, which is a real big opportunity for people and perhaps something that many people don't actually consider in the, in the professional and corporate world. So a couple of the points that really stuck out for me, of course, you know, talking about business and and certainly that first year of of, of setting up a business that sacrifices are needed. 
Um, but certainly to have a, a plan with long-term objectives and, and to focus on that. There was a, a little tip that Lisa gave as well, which I quite liked. She'd created a, a kind of an instructional video that she could do once. So she spent the time, she's created this video, and now it can actually be shared with, you know, with, with her team going forward that will allow them to kind of educate themselves and use that video to learn and, and to grow and to do specific tasks. So just a small tip, but with the power of video nowadays, it, it's really useful to, to kind of leverage your own time. And of course, when you set up a business, that can be very important. Talking about the kind of the, the, the voice coaching, now it is a very important aspect to consider that not many people are likely to do. It can certainly be the difference in people actually connecting with you or not, whether that's general communication, it's meeting or presenting skills that you want to improve, then you know somebody like Lisa can really make a, a big difference. And it's very important, particularly in the UAE, when communication at times can be challenging due to the diverse cultures and nationalities. So it's definitely something that you should be aware of. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of key benefits really there in terms of what Lisa is doing and, and how she is helping people in both the, the, the kind of entertainment space and the, and the corporate professional world as well. She also touched on, as many people have, that it's a great place for families. The weather is fantastic all year round, even though we get a bit of rain now and again, that's actually quite enjoyable. Um, another key point of advice was you know, looking at, at kind of the financial side is not to be influenced by what you perceive other people to have. So live within your means and try to work to a budget. That's if you want to save and you want to make most make the most of the potential incomes that are available here, because it can be quite easy to be swayed by the, the bright lights and and you know come here with a plan to save and to make money and, and invest and go home you know in a, a, not in a better position. Um, so if that's what you want to do, then yeah, you know, don't be influenced, have a plan and, and, and stick to that. And another key point which does keep coming up, which is why I keep mentioning it, is really to connect the network as early as possible. It does give you the opportunity to meet and learn from others, whilst also putting yourself in a position to be introduced to more people who might be able to, to help you going forward. Use networking groups or specific events, but also look at the social events or follow your passions and hobbies and connect with other people in that way. So there's some really, really good tips. So again, huge thank you to Lisa. Um, you can connect with her on LinkedIn using Lisa Hugo. She's on Instagram and Facebook at Lisa Hugo Official, and her website is lisa-hugo.com. So thank you to Lisa. Um, lots of value, and I'm sure that was a, a, another enjoyable episode to the listeners there. As always, please do give us a, a review, five-star review uh, if possible. Uh, it does help us to, to get this podcast out to more people, which is, of course, the plan. Um, and looking forward to sharing our next episode with you. Um, on the next episode, we have um, a really, really good guy who I was connected to recently, um, based in Dubai, kind of grown up in, in Dubai as well. Um, he is the CEO of insurancemarket.ae. His name is Avinash Babur. So um, looking forward to sharing that one with you as well. Um, but thanks again, as always, for listening. And I hope you enjoyed.